I was given an assignment at the dinner table by my two youngest children, uh, eight years old and five years old, Dana and Judah. And that, of course, is to relay their jokes to you. Now, if you've noticed over the years, their sense of humor is evolving and maturing. And one day they will be as funny as their dad. So, Judah's joke, are you ready? Said, Dad, where do the fish go to do their banking? To the riverbank. Oh, were you at dinner? I just did. To the riverbank, yes. And then Dana, she just puts together her own, you know. And she said, Dad, why did the monkey cross the road? I said, I don't know, Dana. She said, he wanted to eat the banana. So I did it. Dana was a little upset because I didn't tell her joke last time, but I did this time. So how are you? Good. Glad to hear it. And someone asks you, how are you? And you say, and and you? Good, good, good. Yeah, fine. Very well. Now, that's, a, that's an interesting phrase, how are you? It's something that we say several times a day, right? How are you? And without reading into it too much, it's simply a polite figure of speech that we use when we see someone that we may know well or even when we meet someone for the first time. Nice to meet you. How are you? Right? What are we asking when we ask someone that question? How are you? Well, it's an inquiry into their well-being, right? We're wondering, how are they doing? How are things going? Are they well? Now, what's interesting to note is around the world, in various cultures, there is a, there is a, a figure of speech or a greeting similar to that. In other words, when two human beings meet, no matter where they are, there is a natural desire inside of each of them to inquire as to the other's well-being. Isn't that interesting? There's a natural desire in every one of us to want the other person to do and to be well. Why is that? Where does that come from? We're made in His image, right? We're made in the image of God. And no one is more interested in your well-being, in your doing and being well, than God. God desires that you do and that you be well, very well, more well, than you've ever imagined. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul's praying for the believers, and he prays that they would know the love of Christ, that they would be filled with all the fullness of God. And he describes God as the one who's exceeding abundantly able to do above all that they ask or imagine. Have you imagined? Have you imagined how well God wants you? Have you seen yourself in that way? 
Well, whatever you imagined, it's way beyond that. God wants us to imagine that. That's the heart of God. To do more in your life than you've asked or imagined. Now, if we had a how are you scale up here tonight from 1 to 10. One would be the worst. Ten would be the best. One would be, I don't want to live another moment. I hate life. And ten would be, I'm thrilled and looking forward to every moment. Where would you be? You don't have to answer out loud. Something just think about. Just think about it. You be honest. We might have some ones in here tonight. Right? Not, not looking forward to another moment, just tired and done. We might have some threes, might have some fives or some sixes, may have some eights or tens. But regardless of where you might be on the how are you scale, realizing how much God loves you and what he wants to do in your life will change everything. It will change you and cause you to grow and increase and expand, and it will take you higher until you're at the top of that scale, where you're thrilled about living and you're looking forward to the next moment of your life. That's the God we serve. He's so good that He desires to do more, more than you've asked, more than you've imagined. In fact, that's the title of tonight's message. It's more. M-O-R-E. More. More means greater in degree, greater in quality, greater in quantity, greater in scope, greater in impact, greater in effect. More. That's the God we serve. The God who desires to do more. You know, the heart of God can be shocking to your ears if you've been indoctrinated by man's theology. And if you want to fulfill your destiny, it is imperative that you stop allowing man to set the boundaries and limits of your life and you let God do it. That you let God set the standard of your life through His Word and stop allowing man's theology to do it. That you take God at His Word. That you receive Him as He is. He's God. Isn't that wonderful? And it, it doesn't matter who may say what to you and what religious position they may hold or what position they may hold in this world. If it's contrary to the Master, to the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts... Then you take what they said, you can do it politely, you can do it discreetly without them knowing, and you just, you just click on your desktop and drag it to the trash. And you embrace this God life. You embrace the words of the Master. And let God expand you. Let God do more. Say that word. More. Say it again. More. One more time. More. Let God do more in your life than you've asked or imagined. So let's open the book of more. Not Mormon. More. To John, and I'm going to pray, go to John chapter 10. Father, tonight we're here because we love you. We're here to bless your name. 
We're here because you're the God of gods, the King of kings. You're the only true and living God. And you loved us first. You sent your Son and you chased after us. And you opened the eyes of our heart and you rescued us. You saved us. You delivered us. And you made us your very own sons and daughters. So tonight, with glad hearts, we give you praise. And we open up our hearts to you. Lord, expand us. Increase us to embrace your vision for our lives more than we've asked or imagined. Lord, that all of your glory would shine brightly everywhere we go. That you would have your way in our lives. That your will would be done in this earth. That many would come into your kingdom every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So we go to the book of John, still my favorite book in the Bible. I can't get away from the the literal words of the Master. And if we go to John chapter 10, the Master is speaking, the God who's exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. And I'm going to read to you three different translations of verse number 10. John 10.10, the Amplified says it this way, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy, I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Those are the words of the Master. The Living Bible says it this way, The thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. My purpose is to give life In all of its fullness. My purpose is to give you life in all of its fullness. That's Jesus talking. The message says it this way. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real And eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Are you imagining? Are you dreaming? More. More. God is more. More than what? Everything. Think of the largest number you can think of. Think of the greatest thing you can think of. He's still more. He's infinitely more. He's forevermore. He's everlastingly more. In fact, God never maxes out. All the miracles that are listed in the Bible and all the miracles that God has done since day one on planet earth, you can put them all together and He can do them right now in a moment and it wouldn't drain His energy one percent. God never peaks. See, the carnal mind can't, can't handle that. Our spirits thrill it. They're just thrilled about it. But God never peaks. He never hits a limit. In fact, He's limitless. We see in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, it says, With God, all things are possible. Luke chapter 18, verse 27 says, The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. 
The God of the impossible speaks in Mark 9.29. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible. More. More. (laughs) I love the way he talks. Not Not only is God more, he never maxes out. He never peaks. But do you know what? The things that God created, he designed to continually expand. (laughs) The universe that God made from day one has been continually expanding. Literally. More. Continually, and more than anything, He's created you to expand, to continually increase, to continually grow and become greater. What's the key to continual expansion in our lives? Knowing Him more. God is more and knowing Him more is more. Not knowing about Him. Knowing about Him really won't do much for you. Knowing Him. What do you mean knowing Him? That He speaks and you obey. That in every area of your life, in your personal life, in your marriage, in your family, with your children, on your job, everywhere you go, every decision that you make, you bring before Him. You say, Father, show me what pleases you. And He reveals it to you by His Spirit, and you gladly do it. And you expand. Continually. I love how Paul says it. You can turn to Philippians chapter 3. Knowing Him more is more. Much more. Philippians chapter 3, going to read verse 8 and then verse 10. I'm going to read this also out of the Amplified. Verse 8 says, yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. What does that mean? Of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding Him more fully and clearly. Verse 10, here it is. For my determined purpose, and let it be said of us, is that I may know Him, progressively 
become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly. Hmm. More. I've heard believers with good intentions say a lot of things. My goal is to get a lot of people saved. My goal is to pray more. My goal is to, uh, to come to church more. My goal is to read my Bible more. But you know, all those things can be religious exercises that you can get stuck in if the underlying purpose of it all is not knowing Him more. Knowing Him more. See, that's the focus of our lives. Growing progressively more intimately and acquainted with Him. Becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with the wonders of His person. That in every area of life, we're relying on Him. So that we can see His glory in our lives, which goes so far beyond what man can do. And it's when I make knowing Him more my personal determined purpose that I begin to expand and increase and grow. And if you're single tonight, make knowing Him more your determined purpose. Not getting married. Marriage is wonderful. It's God's idea. It's a blessing. But make knowing Him more your goal. And let Him take care of that. If you're married tonight, make knowing Him more your determined purpose. It puts the life in your marriage. When I see people struggling in their marriage, I know they haven't made that determined purpose. You see, when your heart is set on knowing Him, when the husband is seeking Christ with all of his heart, and the wife is seeking Christ with all of their heart, you don't have anything to fight about. you got the same goal. You're going the same direction. Right? And it's wonderful. More. Say more. more. Say it again. More. Say it again. More. It's all right. So we find that God is more than we've asked or imagined, that He wants to do more in our lives than we've asked or imagined, that knowing Him more is more than we've asked or imagined. And let's go, let's go to one more passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. More, greater in, in degree, greater in quality, greater in quantity, greater in scope, greater in impact, greater in effect. So the closer I get to Him, the more I expand. I heard someone say that, that once your brain, or once you're introduced to a new idea, that, that your brain never goes back. To where it was before. Once you're introduced to a new way of doing something. Once you're introduced to a new way of thinking. You're not the same anymore. And you can never go back. We're made that way. 
So the closer I get to Him, in other words, the more I submit to Him. See, obedience to God always leads to more of Christ manifest in my life. So the more I submit to Him in my private life, in my single life, in my married life, the more I expand, the more I grow, and the more I increase. And the converse is true. The less I submit to Him, the less I seek Him, the smaller I get inside, the more restricted I become, the more easily offended I become, the more narrow I become, the less flexible I become, more. Second Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to start reading in verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, more. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word, the ministry of reconciliation. Now then, because God has done this, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him more. We then, as workers together with Him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For He saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I helped thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation verse 3 chapter 6 giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience in afflictions in necessities in distresses in stripes in imprisonments in tumults in labors in watchings in fastness by pureness by knowledge by long suffering by kindness by the Holy Ghost by love and unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is opened unto you. Our heart is enlarged. 
Ye are not straightened, narrow, restricted in us. But ye are straightened, narrow, restricted, unflexible, small in your own bowels. Now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Let me read to you verses 11 through 13 out of the message translation. Stay with me. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. (laughs) We didn't fence you in. Listen closely. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives are not small. But you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. You can't find a greater purpose in life than growing closer to Him. There is nothing worth, worth more of your time, worth more of your resources, worth, worth more of your energy than growing closer to Him, than knowing Him more, becoming more, more intimately acquainted with the wonders of His person. Nothing. 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 So we as disciples of Christ have made a decision. When we say, Jesus, you are Lord of my life, we made a decision that our focus in life would become pleasing Him. That's what we're all about. Knowing Him more. In the morning, our eyes open and we say, good morning, Lord. Here I am. I'm yours to command. What do you have planned today? How I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. To open up your hearts to the Holy Spirit of God. To live openly and expansively. To embrace His Word and reject anything that contradicts it. To take the Father at His Word and to apply it to every area of your lives. To renew your mind and let His glory shine brightly in you. You're not small. Your lives aren't small. But you're living them in a small way because you've let man's ideas and your own fears and your own worries and your own anxieties form strongholds in your mind. And now is the accepted time to crush those strongholds by my Spirit and with my Word. 
Now's the time to tear out the strongholds of fear and anxiety and worry and selfishness and confusion and uncertainty and replace them with the promises that I have made to you through my Son. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And His faithful promises are your armor and protection. His truth is your shield and your bulwark in this world that we're living in. Though we live in this world, we are not afraid. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we do not fear. For He is our light and our salvation. He is our shield. He's our fortress. He's our bulwark. He's our provider. He's our Father. Yes, go ahead and praise Him. More. 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 How I long, how the Father longs for us to enter in to this wide open, spacious life. This life that's free from fear. This life that's not trying to make ends meet. This life that's not trying to outdo the Joneses next door. This life that is completely His. This life that gets up in the morning and looks to please Him. On the way to work, at work, at home, with my wife, with my children, everywhere I go. It's the wide open, spacious life. It's the life where all things are possible. So if you're a one or a two or a three or a four or a five or a six or a seven or an eight or a nine, if you're frustrated and discouraged, that's simply because you've allowed things in your mind that are contrary to God's heart for you. You see, that, that frustration that you feel, that restriction, that depression, that discouragement, it comes from within. It's not the fault of the people on the outside of you. It comes from within where there are thoughts that you've, that you've allowed and accepted over the years and they become strong inside of you. But you can change that starting today by embracing what God says about you. God says, you're not small. You're my son. You're not small. You're my daughter. See? You're not a failure. I made you fearfully. And wonderfully, with great care and great forethought, with my own fingers, I fashioned you. And watched you form cell by cell in your mother's womb. And I brought you into this earth and put you on this, this timeline. That you could experience more than you've ever asked or imagined in this life and the one to come. More. Say it again. More. 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 Second Corinthians chapter 5. I'd like to read you verse 14 and 15 again, but this time out of the message translation. Listen to this. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love has the first and last word in everything we do. Our 
firm decision is to work from this focused center. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. Verse 15. Listen closely. It sounds like John 10.10. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life. What kind of life? A resurrection life. A far better life than people ever lived on their own. Life to the full, till it overflows. Life in all of its fullness. A real and eternal life. A more and better life than they've ever dreamed of. So we find that God has given us as believers the ministry of reconciliation, not the ministry of condemnation. In fact, it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility to convict the world of their sins, not ours. Oh, I pray the Christians get a hold of that. You see, we have the ministry of reconciliation. And right along that, we have the ministry of demonstration. What do you mean? Is it First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 9, or Second Peter? For we are a chosen race. What is it? First Peter 2, 9. For we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Why? That we might show forth, display, proclaim... The excellencies of Him who has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. So in this world we're living in, we're not frustrated because the world's living in sin. That's what they do. We don't get up mad and angry at them and go to work and snap at them because they're living in sin. They're sinners, right? We don't publish publications and, and do TV shows to tell them, uh, to tell them that, uh, that, that they're, they're condemned and they're on their way to hell. If we tell them they're on the way to hell, we give them hope and let them know they don't have to go there. That through Christ, God has reconciled them to Him. That through faith in Christ, they can receive forgiveness of their sins, be washed with His blood, and become His very own son and daughter. The ministry of reconciliation and demonstration. This wide open, expansive life. This life that has no limits. This life where all things are possible. That's our life. That's the life that God has called us to live. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? I love when, uh, when Jesus is speaking to His disciples in their concern because He hasn't had anything to eat. And He says, My food or my nourishment comes from doing the will of God and finishing His work. So I'm not focused on restaurants when I get up. My body might get hungry, but I recognize that's just little. I want big. Bodily hunger, little. Bodily discomfort, little. I want big. I focus on big. God, big. Bodily hunger, little. Me want big. Right? 
Someone says something to me they shouldn't have said. Someone offends me. Someone criticizes me. Someone, uh, an acquaintance that I have living in sin. Not worried about. I want big. Right? So I don't focus on little. I want big. Right? So we're big people. Walking around doing big things. With a big God inside of us. We're big. You're not small. You're big. You're bigger than you've imagined. Glory to God. Go ahead, Holy Spirit. Just open it up. Expand us tonight. Expand us tonight. Expand us tonight. You're not small. You're big. Woo! You're big. Big John. Big Joe. Big Henry. Big Bruce. Big Chris. Big Raphael. Big Tom. Big Sandra. You're big. We walk tall. Glory be under God. 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 Go ahead, Holy Spirit. Just let the Holy Spirit open us up. Just let Him expand your thinking. Let Him give you a vision inside of the bigness of the life that He's called you to live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Ian, come on up. Just let Him give you a vision inside. Of this wide open spacious life. Discard that little vision. Discard that small restricted dry vision. And let him open you up on the inside. Through his word and through his spirit. Your lives aren't small. Your lives aren't small. Come on. Glory be unto God. Glory be unto God. Glory be unto God. Lord we bless you tonight. We worship you tonight. Lord, we're here to let you change us and to mold us and to shape us. Lord, we want you to do more in our lives than we've asked or imagined. We don't want to leave this planet without you fulfilling your purpose and destiny for our lives. We don't want to think small. We don't want to believe small. We don't want to act small. We don't want to behave small. We don't want to talk small because you're big and you're our Father and you're living big in us. You're living big in us. And all things are possible to you because nothing is bigger than you. And we worship you, Lord God. And we bless you tonight. We're not focusing on our discomfort. We're not focusing on the the challenges or things that we're facing. We're focusing on a big God who can do all things. We're focusing on a big God who has big love for us and big plans for us and big strength for us and big provision for us and big joy and big peace and big life. Hallelujah. God, you're great. And in every decision, we choose you. Hallelujah. We're people who when we come to a crossroad, the decision's already been made. You. More of 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 you. But it might not be comfortable. More of you. More of you. We don't listen to little voices. We listen to your big voice. The voice that covers our destiny. The voice that covers every issue of our life. The voice that is far reaching and reaches to the very end from the beginning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's close your eyes and worship Him. We want the Holy Spirit to expand our vision. 
to expand us. That we would see things differently. See things as He sees them. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. In this world you have distress and trials and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be strong. Be vigorous. Be courageous. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Hallelujah. Glory be unto your name. You're greater, greater than anything we've ever imagined, Lord. You're greater, Lord, greater than the greatest thing we've ever seen, oh God. You're greater than anything or anyone you're great Lord you're great Lord you're greater God than the greatest dream than the greatest hope than the greatest plan we've ever had and we love you Lord you're more so much more so much more so much more hallelujah thank you Lord for your word tonight Thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit tonight. Thank you for changing us and expanding us and moving us forward in your plan and your purpose tonight. We just open our hearts wide to you, Lord God. Wide to you. Yes, Lord. Do whatever you need to do inside of us to get us ready for your plan. Do whatever you need to do. We take our minds off of who's offended us, who said what to us, who didn't do this, or hid do, did that, or do dads and do don'ts. We take our minds off all that little stuff. And we put them on you. We're here, we're in this church because of you. Not because everyone has treated us perfectly, not because uh, of any other reason, but because of you. And we're not going anywhere. We're not running away from your purpose for our lives. We're not giving in to discouragement. We're not giving in to fear and to worry. We're staying the course. We're finishing our race with our heads held high. With Jesus Christ strong in our heart. Full of your Holy Spirit. Living big before you. So that all the world can experience your love and your joy. And your peace and your power through us. Hallelujah.